Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz and Meredith Whitefield, Communication Specialist for LCMS Youth Ministry. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are talking about traveling with the group to our host city for the LCMS Youth Gathering, Houston, Texas. We are continuing our Gathering Starter Pack episodes as we prepare for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. We hope these are helpful for you in preparing to join us in Houston, but also they're helpful pieces for you in planning any large youth event. Uh, While these are gathering topics, make sure that you go back and listen to episodes uh, 22 through 29 just for our general youth ministry starter pack if you're interested in hearing more about what we suggest in basics for youth ministry. Today we're going to talk about traveling with a group and then specifically about my hometown, Houston, Texas. Every church is going to do some kind of traveling, even if it's just across town. In the past, churches have driven, flown, and taken trains to the gathering. However you travel, it's important to plan how to get everyone in your group to Houston and home safely. Now, travel can be stressful, even in the best of circumstances. Uh, It will probably be a large part of your budget, and it also can impact how your group feels coming into and out of an event. I've traveled with teens plenty of times, uh, and one variable is that it never quite goes to plan despite our best efforts. Um, I have uh, personally forgotten that there are time changes, uh, cleaned up from teenagers who have gotten motion sick, uh, and very nearly just the once, very nearly left a teen behind. Uh, So the way you plan for and handle travel can set a really positive tone for your group's experience. (laughs) Everyone's laughing at me. Everyone's almost left somebody behind. (laughs) Just be honest. (laughs) He caught us before we made it out of the parking lot. (laughs) We found him. Um, Right? Uh, So the way that you plan and handle travel can set a positive tone for your your group's experience. um, Or it can be this kind of negative, distracting piece that that really kind of can take away from the overall experience. So we want to do our part to set you up for an awesome trip and and for the gathering by talking about some key pieces you should consider in your travel planning. And we'll certainly continue to rem- remind you of this, too, that Noah, as we continue to plan towards the 2022 gathering, LCMS Youth Ministry will continue to provide traveling tips and insight. Um, and I know the adults in the gathering Facebook group will be a great resource for how congregations are navigating travel to Houston. But as we start our discussion tonight, just kind of play it for a place to start is you should know uh, what your congregation's insurance and risk management policies are about travel and also sleeping arrangements. And if you don't have any, if you haven't really thought through that or reviewed them in a while, this might be a great time to have this conversation as a congregation. Uh, There are a couple of things you might need to be looking for. Uh, First, what are the rules for having non-family adults and minors in the same hotel room? Now, depending on what the answer is, you may need more hotel rooms, which, you know, will lead to more costs. Um, It's also worth to think about and following good risk management. The gathering itself has no policy on this decision and leave this up to the congregation. Now, the guidance we do give is that a non-family adult should never be assigned to a room with only one youth. We'd also recommend that if non-family adults are assigned with youth, that you have two adults in the room. Really, we want you to go back and talk about these things well in advance so that uh, as you make your plans, you know exactly what your limitations should be. You should also be thinking about who can drive and for how long. Uh, So if you're driving rental cars or getting buses, you're going to have to think about making sure that your drivers are covered by your insurance and driving safely. 
you want to make sure that drivers get rests and breaks. Uh, so that may mean adding drivers to your rental agreement to ensure you can safely trade off. I know some people may say, oh, I can drive the whole way there, but you <laughs> are best <laughs> off giving an extra person on your rental and paying a little bit of extra money just to make sure that you have safe drivers the entire way there and back. Sounds like there's another personal story behind that, Juliana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've done this for a long time. (laughs) I have some stories. (laughs) Another question you might want to consider is, do you have the proper release form signed by a parent? Now, we will provide medical release forms for the gathering. And certainly, there's a basic, like, understanding of approval for attending the gathering, but your probably congregation has its own for when you're getting and preparing to go to an event, whether it's a servant event, mission trip, uh, youth gathering. Uh, So again, here's a great opportunity. Make sure those are updated and ready to go and have all the right information. It's a great time to take care of that important work. Again, your insurance carrier is probably a great resource for templates or suggestions, or there are all sorts of resources online. Um, Again, these forms should always be reviewed by your church administration officer, your treasurer, whoever that might be, or the staff person that's in charge of that. And certainly your insurance carrier might want to look through them as well. And finally, thinking about if you have the right ratio of adults to youth. Um, and if you have young people of both genders, you need to make sure to have an adult of each gender. Uh, Meredith, where on the website can we find the right ratios that the gathering suggests for registration? Well, right now, if you go to the gathering website, you'll just want to click on our frequently asked questions and it is listed under there. And you will also get that in your gathering registration information when that goes out. Fantastic. So the the simplest, most basic thing is making sure you're covering yourself in terms of your insurance, your risk management, that you are not taking any undue risk with your travel plans. Um, But there are also things beyond that that you're going to want to consider in your travel plans. And some of that is how can you utilize that travel time, not just a sort of extra time that you kind of throw away on either end of your trip, but how can you utilize it to support the discipleship and the sense of community within your group? Right. What are some ways that you can strategically use that time to add even more growth onto what you're going to experience at the gathering? Uh, so one of the things that I always like to do is make sure to have activities uh, that I planned in advance for the times when you're going to have to wait. So whether that's part of the car ride or whether that's waiting at a gate at an airport um, or whatever that looks like. Finding ways that I know that my group will engage together with in that time. So um, playing games, uh, it could be I had one group that really loved brain teasers. So I found a whole book so that I could throw a brain teaser out and then they could get really into trying to figure out the answer together. Um, There are great games like um, Spot It or Zombie Dice that are small, they're compact, they're easy to pack in your backpack uh, so that you can have them to bring them out. Card games are great for this. Uh, Making sure that you have times where you can help them stay engaged, that they're building uh, community together, uh, that they're having time to have conversation uh, and not uh, having time to get squirrely. And especially if you're in a public place, uh, maybe running off and doing all sorts of uh, things that might interfere with the experience that other people are having. So thinking about an airport when they're contained uh, like that, if, if they get a little bit rowdy, it can be really difficult for the rest of the airport. Um, so you want to make sure to, to bring in advance the things that you need to help them connect. 
And when things don't go as planned, Juliana, you can play a great game of change the tire on the 12 passenger van. Like that's a great game too, that you can play. Yeah. That gives some hands-on activity. um, That's community building. Community building right there. Absolutely. (laughs) See? Everyone needs to lift because Juliana doesn't know how to use the jack. That's right. You find out the jack's not there. Doesn't Mm. fit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so another thing we certainly lift up to is to plan to pray with families before you leave and when you get back. This is, uh, again, important time in the life of a family, connection for young people. And that's such a wonderful gift for all who believe to be able to have that time in prayer with our Heavenly Father. The gathering planning process and travel is a great opportunity to model that practice. And it's a blessing to be able to talk to God and lift up our joys and concerns. Um, and also brings families into this practice as a great way to support them in Jesus and as they support their young people. Yeah, it's one that I think few people don't always think about, but it is so uh, impactful when that's the tone you're setting on your very first thing that you're doing together as a group. And then as you get back, there can be kind of a like, uh, everybody can be a little bit exhausted and ready to head home, but <laughs> to share that together is a really great cap to to your time together. And along with that, um, our Bible study team is going to be providing some Bible studies that can be done before and after the event, right? So take advantage of those Bible studies that are on the theme in all things uh, to help young people to be thinking about that. And uh, it's another great way to take the time you're all in a car together. You're all on a bus together. You're all, you know, in, a, in an airport gate together. How can we take that time to be in God's word and be thinking about those things, prayer our hearts and minds for what God's going to do at the gathering? Uh, Helps set a really good mindset. And certainly that time after the event, too. We've talked about this in a lot of different settings. That great opportunity to debrief and really talk through and walk through what was experienced uh, for conversations to happen amongst the young people themselves or between adults and young uh, young people. Um, and another thing we'd say, too, is to start making plans now for how the young people can share and adult leaders, too, can share what they experienced with their families and congregations. Those people that supported them in prayer, that maybe did fundraisers, all those types of things. So there's a way to thank them and know that our adult leader team is working on resources for how to share that gathering experience back home, again, with those people that supported them. Also, the Facebook group is a great place. We, I remember that last time where people were posting their ideas and how they were going to do that when they got back home. They talk about their experience at the gathering, how the congregation gets to welcome them back and to have that great connection afterwards. So depending on how your congregation works, I might schedule that event now. Get it on the calendar so you have it and kind of put that down so people know that's a time and when families might be expected to, to connect with that and, and, and give that thank you for the congregation so the youth know it as well. And that way you can really discuss in those concrete terms um, and have that timeline. It also lessens the chance that, like Juliana, you just said, that busyness starts happening of life. When you get back from Houston, you're tired. And that way, you just have it done. It's on the calendar, good to go. You got that in your sights. So it seems like a long time in the future now, but it's something that also can get on the schedule before things get really busy. Yeah. And I've done everything from take the time that we're traveling back to strategically like plan out what that sharing is going to look like while the event is fresh in young people's heads and have them write it down or even just passed around a notebook so everybody could write down some things that they're remembering right then because if you ask those teenagers three weeks later they're going to remember less not nothing but less of what that Mm -hmm. experience is and you may get less variety when it comes to those impactful moments when we're sharing about that experience Um, I'm going to put in a really practical one, again, out of my own experience, (laughs) both personal and as a youth leader, which is double check those medical forms to make sure if you have a teen that gets motion sick or if they have medical issues exacerbated by travel, right? 
And I joke, but like literally there's a picture of me in every event when I was in high school and even some as an adult where I am like curled up sleeping in the van. Why? Because I get motion sick, but I don't ever want to admit that, right? Not in front of my friends. I want to be the cool kid who sits in the back of the van, except that that will only end in disaster, right? (laughs) So um, just make sure that you're paying attention to that. I, you know, if you have a young person who, um, who might uh, have headaches that they get from not staying hydrated enough, or who just in general might, might have struggles when it comes to travel, making sure you think about that ahead of time, instead of when you're mid travel and things are not going well. Also, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we said things will always go a little bit wrong. And some of that will be easily adjusted. You know, you might need to switch out a driver. You might have um, less room in the trunk of a car than you expected. Smaller hiccups that you can navigate. But a well-rested, calm, and prepared adult can make uh, the trip even more positive, right? The more that you're prepared, the more that you're calm in the face of those things and can make good and wise decisions, the better the experience is going to be. So one of the things that we want you to be thinking about in particular is not necessarily the travel to the event because you're fresh, you're excited. So are your young people. They're going to be a lot more flexible. They're going to be a lot more filled with grace as things maybe uh, go wrong. But when you take that trip home and you've had four or five days of not enough sleep, uh, you've had a lot of, of things going on, you've been navigating for a lot of days, um, how can you make sure that you are calm and well rested uh, on that trip home? So one of the things that we always did in our, our group as a part of the process is to say that the night before we left, the first round of drivers kind of had the night off from their chaperone responsibilities, right? Um, that meant they could go to bed as early as they needed to. <laughs> that they maybe were excused from leading their community group or we did community groups earlier. Um, We made sure that they had the flexibility to rest and get to bed and be well rested on the next day so that as they took that first shift, they were confident in driving back rather than uh, risking having a a tired driver at the wheel. And that second shift of drivers could sleep in the car and they kind of took the reins the the last night. Um, But we want everybody to, to drive feeling good about what's going on. Similarly, it's possible that you may have issues with airplane travel on the way back home. Uh, And when you are exhausted uh, and you hit delays or hangry youth or communication home, (laughs) those things can get even more stressful, right? So making sure you have at least one adult who got enough extra sleep who's dedicated to saying, I am making the travel decisions for the most part, um, who's got a cool head, who's who's able to be rested enough to make good and wise decisions and to be able to communicate effectively back to parents back home is kind of the best way to get into an airport and know that um, know that you're going to make good decisions. Now, hopefully, air, air travel can be, go really smoothly. But we've all had experiences, especially <laughs> when you're taking a big group where there may be delays or flights may be canceled. And um, that can lead down a path that can get really complicated. So making sure you have one person who at least um, is prepared to be able to make good and wise decisions on that is, is helpful. Yes, definitely. Good night rest can go a long way and be able to think clearly, communicate clearly, have that patience. 
very wise. Coffee helps that too, but sleep, there's no replacement for sleep. There's no doubt about it. It is amazing to me uh, the gentlemen who work uh, with the uh, Ministry of the Armed Forces said to me once at a gathering, they were like, uh, six hours of sleep is really what you need to be able to make good decisions the next day. And and I think that's that's true. So making sure that you have um, at least one, hopefully more than one adult <laughs> with enough sleep uh, to be able to make good decisions for your troop to get them all home safely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to turn our attention to the wonderful city of Houston, Texas. We've come to enjoy our time, albeit limited to this point, being in the city. We've also come to learn about it from afar through news and other outlets and a lot of our contacts there. And LCMS Youth Ministry is blessed to have a proud Houstonian working in our office who has been giving us great insight to this wonderful area of our country Meredith, thank you for being here to share your love and knowledge of the Houston area. So let's jump right into it. Meredith, what are some of your favorite things about the city? Well, I'm always super excited to talk about Houston. Um, I know you guys as a staff are probably like, wow, this girl talks a lot about her hometown. But now I get to talk to all these thousands of other people who may not have been to Houston before. And what I want to keep in mind is like Houston is one of the largest cities in the country, um, which in and of itself is a big deal, but that provides the city with a ton of unique experiences and opportunities. Uh, there really is something for everyone. If you've got a shy, introverted youth, there's stuff. And if you've got a really extroverted youth, there's something for them. Um, I honestly could spend a ton of time talking about Houston, but for the sake of time in this podcast, I'll just keep it as quick as I can. Um <laughs> If you're like me, I love live music and going to concerts. So like this past year has been really hard not being able to do that. Um, there is live music in Houston every night of the week. You could go to any restaurant and find some live music um, and all the different genres. It's not just like Texas country music. Houston also has its own genre of Houston rap. Um, so there's always some kind of interesting music going on. Uh, if you are like, I don't know if I would like that, you might as well try it out while you're in town. You might not get another experience to do that. Um, if you like sports, Houston has a ton of professional teams to go and check out or just watch or keep up with, maybe leading up to going to Houston. We've got the Texans football team, Rockets basketball, Dynamo and Dash for men and women's soccer. My personal favorite, Astros baseball. Uh, I know Mark is an A's <laughs> fan. That's okay. We're going to be Astros fans for this gathering. <laughs> All of this, we have a ton of college teams, local areas. Um, Houston's are really, Houstonians are really dedicated to their sports team. So you could probably strike up a conversation with any Houstonian about any of the sports team, and they will give you lots of opinions on that. Um, we also do have a really vibrant art scene. Um, I know people don't typically think of like Houston when it comes to art, but there's not just theater and um, museums. There's actually a lot of other art exhibits or art galleries or different forms of art. Um, my favorite thing, and it's one of the coolest festivals I think Houston has, is the Art Car Parade. And they do it every single year. And there's a museum that goes with it. Um, most of the years, they have like 200 art cars that go. So if you're in Houston, there's a couple of restaurants where you like actually get to see some of these art cars. It's one of the biggest festivals of, of its kind in Houston. Um, so if you're on the lookout, if you're doing some kind of scavenger hunt, you might want to put find a Houston art car um, on your list of things to do. And of course, I can't go without mentioning like the food scene in Houston because it is some of the best. And I don't mean just like the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are your suggestions in terms of the best food to try? 
So because Houston is so big and it's one of the most diverse cities in the country, our food scene really benefits from that. We've got a lot of rich culture and a lot of ethnicities represented in our food scene. As I mentioned, Houston is one of the largest cities, but it's also the most diverse. If you're feeling adventurous, you could eat food from six different continents. The only continent Houston is missing is Antarctica. Um, so if you're feeling very adventurous, I would suggest doing that. All that to say, it's really hard to find which one is the best. Um, one of my favorites is a Greek restaurant in Houston called Nico Nico's. And they were, um, they were obviously on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Guy Fieri's been there, so I trust that. If you're a fan of euros and pita and like huge portions, uh, you need to get to this place. As a bonus, it's really hard to go without ordering dessert. I know like sometimes the waiter will come and be like, do you want dessert? And you're like, uh, no, this is a place you've got to have dessert. You've got to save room for dessert. Um, the best thing on their menu are these things called lucamades. And they are just Greek honey balls. They're deep fried and covered in honey and so full of deliciousness. Uh, that's that's just the best part. And this Houston or Nico Nico's is the only place in Houston besides Greek Fest that you can get these. Uh, so definitely put that on your menu. Uh, but of course, I would not be a true Texan if I didn't say one of my favorite foods is Whataburger. Uh, my fiance likes to joke with me that I go to Whataburger, but I actually order chicken. Uh, regardless of what you're getting there, it's going to be good and a quick and a late night eat. Um, the good news is for both of these places, there's locations in downtown Houston. So I'm hoping that at least a few people will be joining me in line for either of these places. Well, Meredith has not steered me wrong yet with great food opportunities. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, just a wealth of opportunity, not just in downtown Houston, where a lot of our activity will be centered. But if you have time, like Meredith, like you said, if you're in a day early, staying a day late, and you can get out more into the city, there are amazing opportunities, not far from downtown even, um, that you can really have a flavor of the world. And it's, it is just a great city that has that diversity. And hey, I, I will go with you on the Whataburger too, as well. Just something simple. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you got to love the hours in a lot of Whataburgers too. So that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so food, great things of Houston. You know, besides going to a Houston Astros game, maybe, possibly, <laughs> uh, what are some of those ideas of visiting uh, groups? If they came in before or stayed after, what are some things you might consider them to do? Like go to groups, some connections, so maybe some interests that might be there that you would lift up to groups that are thinking about some additional days in, in the great city of Houston. Absolutely. As I mentioned before, Houston is a huge city, a lot of unique experiences and opportunities for all those groups looking to extend their time. Um, if we're looking at just downtown Houston, you've got a number of theaters. If you're interested in comedies or musicals, ballet, uh, symphony, all of that is in downtown Houston. There's also the downtown aquarium and you will recognize it as soon as you go into downtown because they have a huge Ferris wheel that just kind of lights up the skyline at night. Um, and not to go back to food, but they have a pretty awesome like menu at the aquarium. So if you're into seafood, you should definitely check that out. But in the surrounding area of Houston, uh, you'll find Herman Park, which is one of the biggest city parks that we have. Um, aside from being just an amazing outdoor uh, space, they also have uh, the Houston Zoo, Miller Outdoor Theater, which has free shows in the summer when we'll be there. Uh, and they also have the Museum District, which includes Museum of Fine Arts and the Museum of Natural Science. Uh, the best part about that area of town is that you can get there on the metro rail straight from downtown. It's just a really short drive. Um, 
And by now, I think participants have figured out that July is going to be a hot month in Houston. Um, there's no way around it. There's no sugar coating it. It's going to be hot. Um, but for those groups that were just thinking, well, maybe we can cool off. If we're going to be outside, we might as well be cool. Um, there are two water parks in Houston, and it's uh, Hurricane Harbor, Splash Town, and then te Typhoon, Texas. Um, great way to cool off in those, I don't want to say it, but 90-degree summers. Uh, <laughs> opportunity there. And if you're looking for a little out of this world experience, I've seen a couple people already figure out that Houston has a space center, which is located just south of Houston. Uh, it's a great opportunity for people who want to learn more about space exploration, or if you want to see the original mission control, there's a lot of cool things out there for those people who are really interested in that. Um, Houston is known as the space city. So you might want to take a, take a group out there just to see what it's all about. Luckily for groups that are bringing their own transportation, there is a number of opportunities in the even more surrounding cities of Houston. Think anywhere between like 45 minutes to an hour outside of downtown Houston for these. Um, again, they're going to be outside opportunities, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy them. Uh, Kiva Boardwalk has all sorts of amusement rides and roller coasters, as well as a number of restaurant options. Um, and another great option is Galveston Island. I know we have seen a ton of people talking about Galveston. They have figured out what that is. Uh, if your group is interested in a Schlitterbahn water park, I know a couple of groups actually went to Schlitterbahn New Braunfels when we mm -hmm. had the gathering in uh, San Antonio a couple of years ago. Um, there's also the Historic Pleasure Pier, which has a number of just boardwalk games and more amusement rides. Uh, and then Galveston Island obviously has a number of public beaches. So if you want to rent chairs, uh, rent umbrellas, play beach volleyball, there's a ton of options for that on the island. And like I said, it's only about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on where you go on the island. So it's super close and you get to enjoy outside. And Meredith, that is the lo like the closest public beaches. Is that correct? These are the ones you'd recommend anyway? Absolutely. Galveston is probably the best bet and you're super close. You just get on 45 South and you just drive until you hit the water. So it's probably the easiest beach to get to. Um, and just as a reminder, for groups that are looking to participate in these outdoor activities, be sure to add sunscreen and your water bottle to your packing list. Houston is going to be hot and it's going to be humid. So we want to just make sure that those groups are taking the proper precautions uh, to avoid those heat related incidents. You do not, um, again, speaking from experience, want to be sunburned <laughs> from the beach when driving back in, in a bus. I, um, I, I always feel bad sometimes on that first day of the gathering and groups go to the beach on the front end mm -hmm. and they're coming to registration and they're already beat red. It's like, them. oh, yeah. If they're from the Midwest, friends. Yeah. They're from North. You need to bathe them in sunscreen. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> bottles of sunscreen yes. should make it into the pack. <laughs> do it yeah it is a different beast especially we're going south in the summer for sure we and can say that new orleans is more humid than houston uh -huh. yeah. so look at the positives <laughs> <laughs> right but this is not minneapolis friends no. this is a different <laughs> <No>. beast <laughs> um yeah and, and again a reminder that that a lot of these things Meredith put together in the, the things to do in Houston that's available on the website um, under the adult leader resources. So be sure to, to check that out. Also be paying attention to your district coordinators who may be already setting up some of these events um, around the area. Um, so talk to them. They may actually have either some connections or your district event may be in some of these places as well. 
and no two will have as Meredith was putting together the information potentially um, as things kind of come out of COVID and get connected in the city again. We may have some discount prices and things as well for some of those locations. So we'll continue to push that through the website if anything comes uh, available for that. So we'll be looking for that here in these next months. There is a ton uh, here in Houston. We are super excited to be going there as our host city. And we hope that not only your experience in Houston, but your travel to and from Houston uh, is a benefit to your group, is a is a great place for growth in your, in your congregation. So as you prepare for the 2022 gathering, we should consider how you're going to use all of your time from the moment you get everybody in that parking lot um, or into that airport, uh, from the moment moment they uh, you hand them back to parents all in one piece not sunburned at all um, <laughs> and totally stoked to be telling the story of, of what they experienced at the gathering uh, we want you to be using all of that time to be developing relationships with your teens and helping to support their faith um, it's easy to focus completely on what's happening at the gathering and in our gathering programming but your time with them in travel can really help develop and uh, set a tone for what that experience is going to be uh, set an environment of form challenge and grace as well as solidify relationships between teens and supportive adults and also don't forget too to use that time to give teens a chance to give meaningful contributions and chances to serve and lead too so travel can be a great place to encourage youth to help make decisions about food to serve their group and others around them, and even lead devotions and prayers. Keep a watchful eye out for how your travel can be another place to encourage your youth to be the light of Christ in the world. So a couple of closing questions that you can consider. What is information you need to check out in advance to ensure your travel matches with your insurance and your risk management policies? What are some ways you can help use your travel time to benefit your group's experience? And what are you most looking forward to doing in Houston and what might your teens be excited about? We will continue to keep you in our prayers in all of your preparations, but especially as you prepare to travel with your teens to the 2022 gathering. As travel is stressful and doesn't ever go quite exactly as you planned, we pray that God uses that time to bless your group. Uh, may it bring you together and be a positive, safe start and end to your event. Engold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.